0: Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski.
1: Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Dorian. Hello, Deacon Jeff. My buddy, oh, my pal. Thank you, uh, sir. I'm so glad you're here, Tom.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you.
1: Um, because uh, we're gonna we're going today we got some poetry,
0: and we I do know have some
1: you. Uh, I I know that you probably had like some poetry readings during your football practices. Hated it. You, you didn't do the poetry. I'm thing? not a big poetry guy. I don't like poetry. Well, we're gonna talk about we're going we're gonna talk about some good Catholic poetry. Can't wait. Yeah, that's like our second half of our show. <laughs> so you need to stay for the entire show. Otherwise, yeah. you're gonna miss Tom reading poetry which yeah. would be a beautiful sight.
2: It's going to be ugly.
1: Uh, yeah. I gave my love a Cherry <laughs> or whatever. I, don't, I just made that up. I don't know where that That was like, well, that was from Animal House. That was probably not a good thing to quote I wonder if on this the is Catholic the part Cafe. I we
0: would go back and re-record.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. We're no, we're going. We're going we we are who we are.
2: There you go. And I am going to tell you people now don't watch Animal House. So it's, sorry. It's, it's garbage. Don't send send any to him, not it, me.
1: Yes. Um, so <laughs> what we're going to talk about though is yes. the difference between Mm -hmm. doing something and doing nothing okay now this is an it's an interesting concept i you know i was (laughs) reading through scripture and and it's it's sometimes a scripture verse will just hit you and then you start looking into that you start going wait a second and Mm -hmm. you pour into that and you realize some really cool stuff and things just you know the holy spirit just enlivens that search and deepens Mm -hmm. it and then you are enlightened and So I was reading in the first chapter of Mark, verse 15, where Jesus, Mm -hmm. he's starting his public ministry. Mm -hmm. And he says, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Mm -hmm. You know, we hear a version of that when we have uh, the ashes put on our forehead. Right. Right. Um, During Lent and or at the beginning of Lent on Ash Wednesday. And, you know, we hear that and kind of like Mm -hmm, repent. That means be sorry. Right. Sure. And but there's a much deeper meaning to repent. Pent, mm-hmm. and that word in greek is metanoia good word yeah it's a good word metanoia and it doesn't mean just to be sorry right it means to be sorry and to change right yeah. to turn right reverse right reverse your tracks it's like it's um the the prodigal son had a metanoia in his life and he turned yep from his evil ways and went back to his father. father. Mm -hmm. And so metanoia is, is changed. It's not enough just to be sorry. I'm sorry. Well, that's good. That's a start, (laughs) but that's, that sorrow should actually lead to this desire.
2: Put you back on that track.
1: Right. And that's one of the things I love about confession because it's not enough just to be sorry. You kind of like to have to finish the process, which is Lord, I just give you all my sins. And then once you've unloaded all that stuff off of, off of your shoulders, you've been carrying around. Send you back out and move We're forward. We're talking about confession, your favorite subject. Hey, mine, yeah, too. Yeah. And once you do that, you, you can change. You're like, right. you you, well, know, you, are,
0: you are changed.
1: Right. And, but you're charged. But you remember all the, all the things when you'd work out, when you're doing football stuff. And, and I, I think I about like, like baseball or golf where you have like a weighted club or a weighted bat, so you swing mm-hmm. it. And then when you take the weight off, it's like, whoosh, you know, you're super, you think (laughs) I'm Superman. That's right. Right. Well, the same thing with all that weight of sin, it's holding you back and allows you when it's gone to be that new creation. Right. To, to be alive and to, to change. And so I was thinking like, well, how do you know? How do you know you've experienced change in your life? And so I came up with like the friendly five. The friendly five. Put your hand up, Tom. We something. need a drum roll. Now, Tom, do you not know this is radio? People can't see your hand up. I
2: you
0: can.
1: I can. I can see it. There it is. So five That's fingers. So we're gonna right we are gonna go through it's a scary grip. I don't don't even don't aim it at me. It's <laughs> it's making me feel bad. But so look, five things. This is what it means to to have change. There are fruits in your life. There are things that are gonna happen
2: mm-hmm.
1: when when you are truly Experiencing change. And the first one is, and I know this seems obvious, Mm -hmm. but if you are, if you have metanoia in your life, then you do something differently. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the the first thing is, what am I doing differently today? Is it, I'm going to mass more often? Uh, I've I've gone to confession the first time in years. Uh, Am I reading my scriptures? Or I'm not going over there. Or I'm not doing that. Exactly. You change your behavior. Mm -hmm. You physically do something different. Right. I mean that's that's number one if there's no change in your life that means you you're not doing anything it, differently right right and if you say oh I, I went through that uh, m- meta whatever you called it I did one of those it's like dude what, what what's changed in your life have you actually done do you do stuff differently I'm not talking about works righteousness or whatever here right like earning your way I'm talking about your behaviors change your you're in and slowly your desires change right to right. to desire the Lord and not to desire the darkness so number one is you do something differently. Number two is something is noticeably different. Now, what's what's uh, important here is not that you're doing something differently, but that somebody looks at you and says, Tom. You've done something different. Something has changed. Yeah, you've changed. Yeah, your hair is something different. <laughs> is it your hair? What is it? Did you get a haircut? Yeah, what is it? No. But they look at you, and whether it's a smile, whether it's an attitude, right. where it's like, Dude, you used to be so somber and whatever, but you seem like there's a there's a kind of a joy in life, and they want to know more about it. The only or they reason, want some of it, but they sense something different in you. It is right. noticeably different. Sure, it's not that all of a sudden Tom is, uh, you know, he's he's w- working. He goes to the prisons and visits the prisoners every day, and he and he's working all these charities. Well, maybe that's noticeable, mm-hmm. but I think really it's that that sort of inner joy comes outward, right? And and people notice that. Oh yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty powerful. But that's a fruit of the change. If no one notices the fact that that there's some change in you, maybe there's no might change. not have had it right. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, just another fruit of that change. Now the the third fruit that I would look for to to know that metanoia tr- has truly taken place is that you now have sort of a sense of a new sense of purpose
2: mm-hmm.
1: and meaning. Mm-hmm. Like you've got goals. It's like. This is the way I'm heading. I'm going in this direction. Mm-hmm. And if you stop and think about it, how often in life are, the anxiety and the stress comes from that sort of lack of direction, that lack of knowing what we're doing. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. And so it's important for us to realize that when we've changed, we now, in that metanoia, mm-hmm. right, in that repentance, in that turning back to the Lord, w- we have a sense of meaning and purpose like, I'm going to grow closer to Jesus Christ. Right. Right. Right? Not just I'm going to do more of this and I'm going to do more of that. That's sort of like there's a meaning to your life. You now realize that you are an evangelist, right. that you're actually sharing and spreading the gospel message. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful thing. But, but, but when you when you have change in your life, you suddenly now realize, oh, I get it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So that should be one of the fruits of, of true change and true metanoia in your life. The the fourth thing that I came up with right Tom held up a four fingers for four. those of you in you know, radio land who can't see. Uh, Tom knows it. I'm he, just
0: keeping you on track, brother. I
1: appreciate it. You know, all those hits to the head as a young man in the football
2: paid off, league. didn't it?
1: Well, sometimes. But uh, <laughs> today you're you're, on, the you're, day. you're you're having a good day, as yes. they say. So number four is ongoing input and update. So what that means is essentially if you have true, truly changed or there you've experienced metanoia the holy spirit is all over you you are now vulnerable and open to be moved by god right which means ongoing input so it's not enough to have a course direction change right i'm now going in this direction Mm -hmm. there's an ongoing input god is constantly you know reaching out to you and you're constantly receiving now this usually comes in the form of
0: prayer i was gonna say which means you have a good prayer life
1: Right, so when we go when we have a You're good conversation it 's a conversation, conversation. we 're listening as much as we 're talking or speaking. sometimes we just shut up and listen and god 's telling us what he wants right he 's helping us to know that we 're loved that we 're forgiven, and that we need to follow him and he 's leading us and this takes constant input right, right? it 's not a, not enough that the prodigal son had just a metanoia and just turned Mm -hmm. and headed back i think dad's in this direction Mm -hmm. and starts walking back and hopes he makes it the reality is all along the way he's praying he's practicing what he's i'm going to say you know i've sinned against you and against god and you know i'm so sorry father right he's saying this over and over he's he's just constantly receiving input from god right softening his heart preparing Mm -hmm. him for that that reunion with his father And and really, in our prayer life is that time when God speaks to us Mm -hmm. and sort of updates the, uh, here's your orders. Mm -hmm. Check with me tomorrow, though. I might have some new orders. (laughs) Right. Right? They may be going the same direction, but it may give you a new twist on it or something like that. So really, if you have true metanoia in your life, you you have a prayer life with God. Yeah. You now are taking input from God. Yep. And that's and that's powerful. It is. And I think the last one that I would talk about, number five, the friendly five roots of change Here's or the metanoia, roll. is is peace and serenity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Are we? Are we, what are we looking for, Tom, in life? Probably that peace and serenity. Yeah, I was gonna say, right? that. So many people think we're looking for man. If I could only win the lottery. Yeah. Why do you want to win the lottery? Because I want to pay all my bills. Why do you want to pay all the bills? Because I'm tired of people, call, tired of the anxiety, the problem, not knowing what's like, oh, you want peace and serenity. Right. Well, why don't you just pray for peace and serenity? Yeah. Then you can have that without having the burden of all those millions of dollars. <laughs> exactly. But my point is, it's like sometimes we're praying for the wrong things. Yeah. But when we have true metanoia, if you have, if you're doing things differently, if you're, You are noticeably different. People recognize the joy in your life. If you've got a new sense of meaning and purpose in your life, and if you continue to have this great prayer life and ongoing, well, it's going to give you a sense of peace and serenity, which, by the way, cycles right back to the beginning. It does. And it causes you to do nice things and different things, and it changes your life, and people notice that.
2: And it continues. And people
1: say, hey, I want some of that peace and serenity. Right. And it continues to build on itself. Right. So those are like the five fruits of metanoia and change. And so I guess where this show needs to go now is, w- what if I don't have that sense? What if I look in the mirror and I don't see any of those five fruits? I don't really see in my life. I'm going to mass every Sunday, right? And uh, you know I go to the spaghetti dinners or I, fish know, I, fries, right? I do the things I'm supposed to do, right? I put my little envelope in, but what if I'm not feeling it? What if, what if nothing's really changed? And for fifty years or. 20 years or even just five years those could be signs that we need to look at what happens and what does that mean and is that important or am i just kind of okay to cruise along so that's what we're going to answer gonna leave people kind of hanging here yeah yeah so i think it's a big deal but before we answer those big questions mm-hmm. first want to re- uh, remind folks we had a great website it is great the catholic cafe.com yes come indeed. and visit but then also i'd love to hear from you send me mm-hmm. send me an email Deacon Jeff at the Catholiccafe.com. And if you come back, I promise we might scare you just a little bit, <laughs> but you're gonna know why it's important that we actually change in yep. our life right after this.
3: I'm Best Zemski, and this is another great moment in church history. that you were the leader of a small theater troupe in early Rome. And imagine that the Emperor was coming to your theater to see your play. Well, that's exactly what tradition tells us about Genesius, an actor who lived and worked in Rome in the late 3rd century. Genesius wanted more than anything to impress his Emperor, the famous Diocletian, who was well known for his intense hatred and relentless persecution of the early Christians. Genesius decided to produce and act in a play that mocked the followers of Christ, for he knew that this would find great favor with his emperor, and perhaps help him to advance himself in the Roman arts society. But, as is sometimes the case, all did not go as planned. His big performance before the emperor was to be his last. In the play, which was meant as a parody of the Christian faith, Genesius portrayed a catechumen no longer seeking baptism. But, as the play progressed toward the final climatic scene, one legend tells us that Genesius suddenly had a vision of heaven and of angels. Struck with fear and perhaps a realization of the sinful path he had chosen for his life, he fell to the stage floor as if he were sick. Two actors portraying a priest and an exorcist came to him to offer assistance, unsure if he was truly ill or just improvising a new scene. They asked him what he desired, and he told them, I want to be baptized. They now knew he was no longer acting, and the play would not end as written. They tried to get him off the stage, but he refused. Overcome by the Holy Spirit, he again demanded to be baptized. Needless to say, Emperor Diocletian was not enjoying himself. He soon became infuriated. He immediately had Genesius arrested and hauled before the prefect of the Praetorium. The prefect tortured Genesius in an attempt to get him to recant his Christian profession of faith. Genesius refused to recant. He was now and would be forever a follower of Jesus. Emperor Diocletian had Genesius beheaded. Although he did not receive a baptism of water as he had requested he did receive a baptism of the blood that he shed in union with his Savior, Jesus Christ. He lived as an actor, but he died a Christian martyr. St. Genesius is the patron saint of actors, comedians, clowns, musicians, dancers, and lawyers. His feast day is celebrated August 25th. I'm Best Trzemski, and this has been another great moment in church history.
0: Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff.
1: And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I am indeed Deacon Jeff. My name did not change while we were gone. Tom Dorian is here, sidekick, and uh, wingman. You are going to, we're getting ready for the poetry portion of our program. Can't wait. Yeah, well, this is really cool. This is some cool stuff. And so I sound enthused? So obviously what we're talking about in this show mm-hmm. is metanoia, change, mm-hmm. and then how you know you're changing and how you know you're experiencing metanoia where you've turned to the Lord and the fruits, right? We talked about doing something differently and then you being noticeably different, filled with joy. People see that the sense of purpose uh, and meaning in your life, number three. Number four, on, the ongoing input, the prayer life. Mm -hmm. Right. The openness to God. And then number five, certainly the peace and serenity that comes with change towards the Lord, turning to the Lord and moving towards the Lord. So what happens if we don't? Right. What if we're not experiencing that? Is it okay just to kind of cruise through life?
0: Which a lot of us do.
1: A lot of us do.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Right. We we see people at mass all the time. It just seems like this sort of sea of dead faces sometimes. Right. And, And I think that there's a great tendency of people just not to rock the boat not to move, not to commit to anything, mm-hmm. not to choose for fear of choosing the wrong thing, right. right? Not to commit, just to to be like, well, you know, not me, not my vote, not my whatever. And there's this, this tendency for people to do that. And uh, a, a friend of mine sent a text. I get these texts every once in a while, like the middle of the night. You know who I'm mm-hmm. talking about. It's a, it's a buddy do. of mine and yeah. uh, <clears throat> of ours, excuse me, buddy of ours. And he'll like be praying for us, which is nice to it know that while nice. I'm sleeping, I got this guy praying for me. So he sent me this quote, and it was uh it's it purportedly from da- dante 's Inferno mm-hmm. which i I know of dante 's Inferno but I, inferno but i've never really studied it and read through it mm-hmm. but anyway so this this quote that comes from Dante 's Inferno says "The darkest places of hell are reserved for those who maintain neutrality in times of moral crisis mm. so the worst places in hell are, are are set aside for those who do nothing when times are bad when when we've got to make changes, when we've got to do stuff that we need, uh, that somebody needs to commit, who's going who's to go into the breach? Now, I did a little research, so I studied this and said, oh, let me look this up and mm-hmm. find the context. Well, I find out that really this doesn't exist in Dante's Inferno. Okay. That the, this quote actually is sort of a misquote, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's been misquoted over the years so many times that people just assumed it's from Dante's Inferno. But it does sort okay. of like give you an accurate depiction of some parts of Dante's Inferno. Okay. And there's a whole section of Dante's Inferno. But when I hear that quote, the darkest places of hell are reserved for those who maintain neutrality in times of moral crisis. Well, it may be want to read into Dante's Inferno. Right. So if you don't know anything about Dante's Inferno, this is not time to get into, you know, the, the history of this and, and, and poetry and all that kind of stuff. I'm not into poetry. Well, this is, this is a beautiful little depiction here. I shouldn't say beautiful. It's scary. I was going to
2: say not say beautiful. It's
1: it's good in that it's yeah. that it's very very it's alarming. It's alarming. Very good. So, I'm going to read the section that's kind of around this section of people who maintain neutrality in times of moral crisis. In other words, the people who do nothing. Right. So, Dante is is going to uh, through a tour of hell. Mm-hmm. So this is written from Dante's perspective, I. So when he says I, it's Dante. Mm-hmm. And when he refers to the master, it's Virgil. And Virgil is taking Dante on a tour of hell. Okay, He's showing him hell. All right. Now, before they get to hell, they get to like the doors of hell, the, the vestibule of hell, the entrance to hell.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's like there are people there who aren't in hell yet. Okay. Or, or they're, 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 like a, they're like the door outside. So let me just start reading. And we'll okay. do a little commentary as we go along. So here, sighs and lamentations and loud cries were echoing across the starless air so that as soon as I, Dante speaking, mm-hmm. as soon as I set out, I wept. Right? The starless sky. It sounds mm-hmm. in, in cries of lamentations. Right? Strange utterances, horrible pronouncements, accents of anger, words of suffering, and voice shrill and faints and beating hands. So it sounds very frustrating. Very, it does. Right? Just a, a terrible place. All went to make a tumult that will whirl forever throughout that turbid, timeless air, like sand that eddies when a whirlwind swirls. So you see the desert, right? see timeless air, turbid. You see this image of like, you know, and it's timeless. It's, it's not going away. It's no. eternal. And I, again, this is Dante, and I, my head oppressed by horror, said, Master, talking about Virgil there, Master, what is it that I hear? Who are those people so defeated by their pain? Mm-hmm. And he to me, this miserable way is taken by the sorry souls of those who live without disgrace and without praise. Without disgrace. They didn't do anything wrong.
0: It's the neutrals.
1: Right? And without praise, they didn't do anything right. Mm-hmm. He goes on to say they now co-mingle with the coward angels. Right? That they, they, they don't do anything. do mm-hmm. anything. The company of those who were not rebels, right? They weren't against, but nor were they, nor faithful to their God, but stood apart. Mm -hmm. They didn't do anything. The heavens, that their beauty not be lessened, have cast them out. So they can't go to heaven, right? Right. Nor will deep hell receive them. Even the wicked cannot glory in them. These people can't get into hell. (laughs) Think about that for a second. I'm not laughing
2: at that. I'm laughing at your expression.
1: Well, but you know, the point is when I look at that, I go, man, these guys are in a fix. Yeah, they are. And you think hell is the worst thing that happened. What if you can't even get into hell?
0: Yeah, this is arguably worse.
1: And I, this is Virgil. I mean, uh, this is is Dante Dante speaking. What is it, master, that oppresses these souls, compelling them to wail so loud? He answered, I shall tell you in a few words. Those who are here can place no hope in death. They're not going to be able to die.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And their blind life is so abject that they are envious of every other fate. They'd love to go to hell. They'd love to go to heaven, certainly. But but it's like, please let me go somewhere. Right. They, they don't go anywhere. The world will let no fame of theirs endure. No one's going to remember them. Both justice and compassion must disdain them. Mm. Let us not talk of them, but look and pass. See, even Virgil saying, don't even look at them. Just ignore them. Just walk past. But Dante does differently. He says, and I, looking more closely, saw a banner, like a flag, right, Mm -hmm. that as it wheeled about, raced on so quick that any respite seemed unsuited to it. So there's banners moving swiftly through, Mm -hmm. right? Behind that banner, behind that flag, trailed so long a file of people, I should never have believed that death could have unmade so many souls. Wow. Wow. All the countless souls following that banner that basically says, we didn't do squat. Right. We never committed. We did nothing. Mm-hmm. We wasted our lives. The countless souls, right, unmade, mm. who were just like just lost, wandering behind this banner. After I had identified a few, so he saw some people he recognized. I saw and recognized the shade of him who made, through cowardice, the great refusal. Maybe he's talking about... Uh, Satan, maybe he's talking about, I don't know Dante enough. You guys can write me and tell me. Maybe he's talking about Judas.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. But people had turned their back on God. At once I understood with certainty this company constrained the cowardly, hateful to God and to his enemies. Mm-hmm. They, they, they they, don't belong with God nor with his enemies. Mm-hmm. They belong nowhere. And, then, and it's not so bad they just kind of stand there. But here's, here's how horrible it is. Dante goes on to say these wretched ones who never were alive went naked and were stung again, again by horseflies and by wasps that circled them. The insects streaked their faces with their blood, which mingled with their tears, fell at their feet where it was gathered up by sickening worms. Mm. Guys, I, I don't know. When I read that, I get scared. I, I need to commit. I need to have change and metanoia in my life. Because if I don't, I run the risk of being one of these unmade souls, one of these people who are naked, who essentially were a waste of time.
0: Yeah. He, and he says they were never alive. They were never alive. Even though we are alive. Right. But he's saying that you're not alive. So as
1: we're taking breaths. We need to be.
0: We need to be alive.
1: We need to make a commitment in life, yeah. and that's and that you know that gives new truth. We've talked about this before in this program, but that odd statement that essentially Jesus says um, to, to John, who sees a vision of Jesus, and he's writing these letters in the Book of Revelation, in the Apocalypse of John, he's writing these letters, and, and he and, and Jesus says, um, but because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I vomit you out of my mouth. There's that's a Revelation. Image. Three, uh, chapter three, verse fifteen. What he means by that is exactly what Dante's, Dante's telling us about it. Yep. I vomit you forth. You have no place to be. I'd right. rather you be cold. I'd rather you be wrong. Yeah. You know, I, ideally, I want you hot. I want you like on fire for the Lord, on fire for the mission, for the purpose. I want you to do something in life, but I don't want you yeah. to be. And if you're like not lukewarm, cold. Be yeah, ice cold. at least commit to something. He can work with commitment.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. So there's our challenge. Are we experiencing metanoia? If we're not, we need to get on the ball. We do. We need to look at those things, those those things, those things, fruits of, of change, doing something differently, being noticed as being different, mm-hmm. right? Attracting people, right? So in that sense of purpose and meaning in your life, that ongoing input, uh, prayer life, mm-hmm. and, of course, the peace and serenity that surrounds us, which, again, leads other people to say, man, you got something going on there. I want some of that. So we need the metanoia in our life. And the last thing, we want anybody to be, to, to be identified by Dante, right? You're right. In the vestibule of hell, not even able to get into hell, not belonging even to hell. Mm-mm. What an awful, awful situation. Is. And, you know, it's one of those things where we have a merciful, loving God, and he's there. He, 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 he only wants us to turn to him. Just turn and it'll fix it. Take that step forward. Mm-hmm. Is it confession? What is it? Come and and be with God. Amen. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. amen. Heavenly Father, you call each of us by name and gather us one by one into the loving arms of Holy Mother Church. Grant, we pray, that as we make our way to you, we find comfort in your mercy and strength in your sacraments. May we be truly transformed, changed by your love. We ask this through
0: Christ our Lord. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com where you can find out more information about The Catholic Cafe, listen online, download MP3s, or subscribe to our podcast. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff.com